It is finally here. Super Big Bowl Game Week. The Superb Owl. The Super Redacted. The Redacted Bowl. Whatever you call it. It is the championship of professional football. Philadelphia. Kansas City. Jalen Hurts. Patrick Mahomes. We reach into the multiverse. Bring on five of your favorite Courts and Fields guests to give their predictions, break down the games. Will shenanigans happen? Is Mahomes too hurt? Is Hurts too hurt? Are there lingering feelings about people's pasts with these teams? I'm Tim Kelly. This is Courts and Fields. Joining us now, Cody Peterson. Cody, we did this last night. I failed to hit record, so here we are. <laughs> can, can, can you give, will you give the people, this uh, will be starting the podcast, uh, the, the gist of what we talked about? Deja vu all over again, as the great Yogi Bear once said. Um, we talked about football. I think there's a big, a big game this weekend. I asked you to come watch it with me. You gave a non-committal reply. uh wow we we talked about our picks i think you know talked about some of the storylines of the game with patrick mahomes's ankle and the kelsey brothers facing off and Jalen hurts's uh you know seven year redemption arc um that's it jason Jalen hurts uh jason kelsey Jalen hurts who cares (laughs) Um, I think, I think unless you've already changed your mind or maybe you're going to have a different opinion on every segment of your, uh, wow, your super, super bowl parlay podcast. But I think we both said Eagles, though it was tough to, yeah, tough to, well, tough to pick against Mahomes. Yeah. I keep saying that, but, I, but let me ask you this. Am I, am I picking Mahomes with my heart or my head? You're not my picking heart. Mahomes. You're picking the No, Eagles. no, yeah, sorry, sorry. But if I were to pick Mahomes, would I be picking him with my heart, right? As opposed to my... I think you'd be... I'm picking, picking the Eagles with my head because of their offensive and defensive lines, correct? Because of the, your, robo, your robust analytical system <laughs> performed. Well, I wouldn't even say that, but that's good. Oh, you also you also broke some NBA news during the podcast yesterday. Yeah, we took a hard left when the KD uh, news was announced. Um, yeah, no, it should be a good game. Uh, you said you don't have any Super Bowl traditions, which is interesting. For I feel like you should have some. Well, back in the day. I feel like there should be an annual Tim Kelly Super Bowl clam bake or something, you know? Well, the family, my dad and I used to do the Super Bowl walk, which was. Was that a. We'd take the dog and we'd go through the woods, but one of the neighbors owns that area, so now it'd be just weird if we were walking through Scott Blinks's yard. <laughs> on the walk. Okay. Yeah. So this is not an official uh, city event. This was Tim and Brian Kelly just walking in the woods, and and, and originally Clancy Kelly, rest in peace, and then Penny mm-hmm. Kelly, rest Got in it. peace. 
Okay. So, yeah. Any, uh, any, uh, any other thoughts that you, you have? I mean, we're at least we're getting this recorded, so you don't think I hate you. Just think how mad you would have been if you would have tuned into the podcast and not hear yourself at all. Yeah, and then not hear back from you about Sunday. <laughs> um no i mean uh it should be great i i don't have any thoughts on glendale arizona or rihanna uh personally wouldn't mind just skipping that part but uh yeah would you let me let me ask you this question <laughs> we didn't talk about this last night but uh what location would you pick for the super bowl like is there or what locations would you don't roll your eyes? I do think yeah. it would be pretty cool to have one in the LA Coliseum again someday. I know that's a USC fan thing. Oh, oh no, no. I I don't think so. They had a but, NASCAR you know, race. Did you the see original, that? the original location, right? Um, yeah. I think that would be pretty cool. Um you know, probably you know, it's a it's a whole it's a spectacle thing. So I think jerry world would be interesting just or um yeah they did jerry world you know i'm thinking of the i'm thinking of the the newer stadiums obviously they were just in la last year yeah Um, or or the the was it allegiant stadium the raiders new stadium yep those would be pretty cool maybe maybe miami as a distant fourth yeah okay so no no rose bowl like back in the day hmm Nah, just that that feels too tied to college football to me. You know what's um, hilarious? They played. I know that I think the Niners won one of their Super Bowls at Stanford Stadium. I know they played at Stanford Stadium. Really? Which just which just seems odd. Yeah, that's a weird choice. A weird choice, but yeah. Um, well, anything let me else? let me ask let me ask you this. Yeah. Who is who is this? Is what I, f- I find to be one of the most annoying things that people put in like a, a pregame analysis. Yeah. Who is your who's your X factor for each? Oh, game? X factor. Oh, great question. My X factor. Well, Jordan Youngs will actually come on after we record this, even though you were recorded first. Him and I, we our big X factor was probably the referees. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean. The referees were a big part of the Bengals game. Well, and then Arian Foster saying there's a script that they follow. I don't believe that. You believe no, that? I don't either. But Jordan and I, we put on tinfoil hats and I said, Hey, I mean, think about it. If you want if you want Mahomes to enter that GOAT conversation, right? Which Kevin, who will come on after Jordan, which might have just been recorded right before this. Uh, Kevin and I talked about Kevin's a big Patriots fan so he doesn't want Mahomes in the GOAT conversation at all but if Mahomes wins a Super Bowl gets another Super Bowl MVP he's not there yet obviously but he's on his way yeah he's got so, a lot of time so. I think that would be dependent on you know how, how long the walrus is going to hang in there coaching right but well, that's, I, would assume, that's I would assume Reed as long as he's got Mahomes as a quarterback, is going to keep, you know, going for titles. I mean, he had to be, he had, he was so close and like, you know, m- missed out for so long. Yeah, he's got to be enjoying this. 
So there's some. So no, but to, to seriously answer your question, the referees. But if I was joking, no, no. But to seriously answer your question, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it would be. I guess it would be the defensive backs of the Chiefs, and if the uh, Eagles can attack them, because it's a pretty young defensive backfield. I think they're all rookies or second-year guys back there. Hmm. So what about you? What would you say? Mm, I don't know. I think maybe maybe kind of the opposite side of that coin, you know, maybe like Devontae Smith being able to, if they're keyed in on A.J. Brown, maybe make some big plays. He made some big plays in the NFC Championship game before before they broke Brock Purdy in half and the game was kind of over. He made, you know, big over. Smith would be going against Jalen Watson and not Trent McDuffie, right? We wouldn't want Husky legend Trent McDuffie to get burnt. We'd want Cougar legend Jalen Watson to be we burnt. Collectively, wouldn't care, but okay, sure. What? What? I don't get that. I don't understand. <laughs> um, well, uh, anything else that you need to add? Not that you need to add. That was very. That was very rude and condescending sounding. Anything else that you would like to add? No, I think I think that covers it. You know, I, um, I'll I'll re, I'll repeat the plug I made last night. There was excellent yeah. article on Joe Montana, um, and just the whole concept of legacy and being remembered. And you know, comparing himself to Tom Brady and the eras in the NFL, it's a great, great Super Bowl pre-Super Bowl read. Gets you fired up for the big game. And Dude, you mentioned. Let me ask you this: I yeah. recommended it yesterday. What percentage of the article did you read? None. Zero percent. Great. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, hold on, hold on. Can I defend myself? Did you even read the headline? I read the headline. I saw what you said. Good, because it was. I, I did not use the facilities at work today. Okay. So I feel good like for you, huh? Good for you. What what good restraint? For, good restraint. So <laughs> I'll say it'll be for tomorrow because I can't go two days in a row um, okay. without that. But uh, it's a long, it's a long article. So I, you know, people might start to talk if you're in there that long. Last question. Um, oh no no no! You had mentioned in the article that he won't even mention Brady by name, correct? At least, it's not like a hard and fast rule, but there were like he was in interviews ref, ref, referring to that the quarterback in Tampa and stuff like kind of you know being oblique about it. Um, so I don't I don't think it's that all that bad, but I think Brady has sent him some snarky texts and stuff that kind of rubbed him the wrong way, and they for kind of two all-timers that probably will have to appear at a lot of events together in the, over the next 20 years, they don't seem to have a lot of love, you know, and like, you know, Tom Brady grew up, you know, going to Niners games and idolizing um, Montana. So it's an interesting dynamic. Nice. Well, Cody, I want to thank you. Anything else you need to plug? No, no, nothing. No, No, well, we will have you. I think I said, I think I ended it last time like this. We'll have you on to talk USC football later on, or not even just USC football, Pac 12 football in the last year. It it officially was announced today, I saw in the last year of the Pac 12. Yeah. That's what Nicole Arbach said. Onward and upward. Back again, Jordan Young's. You might be my first guest 
you might be the last guest, or you might not even. This might not even make air. So. Well, hey, man, I'm I'm honored either way, even if this is just a private conversation. Thank you for having me on. We had to have you on. It is the super big bull extravaganza. I don't think we can say redacted bull or super redacted, you know, simultaneous. <laughs> and I'm probably going to make that joke with every guest. Or maybe I have made that joke with every guest. Who knows what the order is. But I think I just tipped to the hand that you're the first person I recorded with. You're actually the second, but I nuked the other recording. But enough about me, Jordan. <laughs> Full Sunday. Coming up, Chiefs, Eagles. Uh, do you have exciting plans for the Super Bowl? Well, you know, man, um, I'm like everybody else. You know, like, I'll tune in. Um, you know, I'm not like the guy that's got to find a party to go to. Um you know, I will say, like, I am still a huge football fan, but I'm just, like, not as religious about the Super Bowl as I used to be. Um, you know, got to watch every commercial, got to go on the day after and watch all the commercials again. What was the best commercial? But uh, I'm into the game, man. Um, <clears throat> I've been trying to scour the internet to find, uh, like, a dirt sheets or a script for the game. I don't know if you've come oh. across one. <laughs> no, I have a... Uh... Arian Foster, that was the one thing he forgot to send me. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that podcast, um, and, and I'm sure your listeners could look this up, Arian Foster basically said, I don't know if he was joking or not, and I might be taking this out of context, but he said, the NFL is scripted. Every game is scripted. That's what they do throughout the week during practice is they're practicing the game script so i ask you how is this uh how's the big game or the super bowl this sunday scripted i mean who does nfl want to win oh well i'm glad you asked i mean if i were scripting the game you would give uh, (laughs) you'd give it to the the chiefs i would think right give mahomes his second super bowl so he enters the uh conversation with uh Peyton Manning and a Joe Montana and an Aaron Rodgers is the greatest in that tier of grace hold I mean I, he's probably already there right uh and, I, I think so yeah Andy Reid would get a second one four Super Bowl appearances I mean he would stomp it or you know stamp his ticket to Canton he's already like top five or six in wins or top 10 I think in wins he's got a ton of playoff wins there's just a lot. Uh, and, and Kelsey, I mean, Kelsey cements himself as the greatest or, you know, I mean, it's him and Gronk, right, when it comes to tight ends? Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Gonzalez was really good. I mean, there's other, obviously, great guys, but just mm-hmm. modern, right? Well, I mean, you're right. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the would you say he is the biggest star in the NFL? Um, oh, yeah. I mean, just based on commercials alone, right? Right. You know, he's the uh, face of State Farm Insurance, you know, whatever sponsors he does. But uh, Patty Mahomes is the guy. He's the NFL superstar. So, you know, I know we're kind of half joking, half serious. But I agree with you. I think if uh, NFL execs with the owners are looking to cash in, I think 
they want Mahomes hoisting the Lombardi trophy when all is said and done in dramatic fashion, kind of how they beat the Bengals a couple weeks ago. Um, But look, man, I mean, if we're playing a legit game and it's not scripted and we're just saying, hey, let them play, I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. And uh, I think they should handle their business against the Chiefs. And I actually, I, I think the Chiefs are good, but I don't think they are as good as people think. We saw them this year struggle. They had to go to overtime to beat Houston. In my opinion, you know, I think the Bengals should have beat them last week. A couple of plays didn't go to the Bengals' way, you know, yeah. questionable officiating, yada, yada. Um, keep in mind the Chiefs a few weeks back had trouble uh, with the Jaguars in the playoffs as well at home. What have we seen from the Eagles? Jalen Hurts comes back. He's healthy. They stomp out the Giants, who they struggled with in the regular season. You know, 49ers game, they lost other quarterbacks. It's like you can't really measure them there. But um, they were still doing really well. You know, every team has letdown games. I think the uh, the Eagles didn't – did they lose or they almost lost to the Colts or something this year? They had a couple of games. Yeah, that, they, yeah. Kind of I, it was that. I mean, they lost to the Washington football team. Granted, yeah. Hurts wasn't playing. Right. So, you've seen – the games that Hertz is not playing, they've struggled that he's back now. And they, you know, they handled the giants, which I, I didn't think they were going to be able to beat the giants that easily. So on paper, man, and just from looking with my own two eyes at these games and the results of all the games they played this year, the Eagle Eagles are the better team. Um, you could even make um, an argument that Mahomes is not 100% healthy, even though he claims he is. He's probably still reeling from that injury. But Chiefs, they won a lot of close games this year, man. I mean, that's just like not really something you can bet on. Um, it might be a close Super Bowl, but I got to give the Eagles the nod. Well, yeah, that that's a great question. Um, you just have to ask yourself, do you want to bet against Patrick Mahomes? Well, do you want to bet against Jalen Hurts, man? I don't know. I, yeah. I listen. I'm, I'm a Jalen Hurts guy. I think, I think he's uh, more high powered than Mahomes in the offense. Honestly. So you are not like uh, Chris Sims, who's been saying this week, basically anybody could run that offense. <laughs> or he's saying anybody could run the Eagles' offense. Yeah, anyone could run the Eagles' offense. Like just basically, oh my gosh. Hurts isn't a uh, a special player. I mean, he's taking a ton of flack. I mean, people are like questioning his credibility wow yeah i don't see that at all i think jalen hurts is a special talent with his legs um i mean he kind of reminds me of kind of a second or third year russell wilson honestly making the plays that he does that's exactly when cody and i talked in a interview that got deleted and hopefully will be re-recorded uh well actually (laughs) it didn't get deleted didn't record um yeah he he just is saying, I mean, Sims is just not. If you put in Minshew, they'd still be darn good. There's no way he's more valuable than Mahomes, Burrow, or Allen. Uh, that was earlier in the year. Uh, then he said he questioned how good he was. And then, oh, this is the comment he said uh, yesterday. Playing QB for the Eagles right now is set up to be one of the easier QB jobs in the sport. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't get how that's even, like, analysis. It's like, I don't think any QB job is easy. Now, like, don't get me wrong. Like, Gardner Minshew, like, you talk about, like, hey, the, the 32 best quarterbacks in the league are starters, right? I actually – I don't think that is the case. I think Minshew is probably oh, yeah. better than some of the starters in the league. So, he could have some success, but – Yeah. So, I, he could have some success, but – um you know, this is it's not an easy gig, man, especially when you got these elite like linemen and pass rushers, you know, in your face. I, I don't get that. Well, I, I I'm with you in this in this sense. Um I mean you, you mentioned Russell Wilson and I think that's a great comparison. I mean, and not just because of their size, I mean just the trajectory of their uh career, right? I mean, Russ was a year <laughs> sooner than Hertz was, but the, your point being, when Russ got to Seattle, he had a great offensive line and he had a great defensive line. But when he lost both, he was still a great quarterback. You know, right. the talent's there. And I don't think you win. I, I hate that argument that you could just put a quarterback in there and win. The 49ers have a, you know, have Trent Williams on that offensive line, had McCaffrey, Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Kittle. Had an awesome defense, and Johnson couldn't do the job. Yep, you know. Well, well, I mean, and you even saw it this year with the Eagles when Hertz went down. Eagles were not winning as much as they were, or if they were winning, it was like in super like close like slugfest games. So, um, and Jalen Hurts is a difference maker, man. Uh, he's going to be a special player. Um, you know, he obviously doesn't have the experience that Mahomes and a lot of those Kansas City guys have, but um, they're the team to beat, man. I think they're the better team on paper. Um, I, I've said it like I Chiefs are good, but they, they had to win a lot of close games against some mediocre teams this year. They struggle, man. They, they come out hot and then they kind of just like, I don't know, mediocre through the game. Not a lot happening, but um what they do have is like that late game magic you know that russ always had um and you know that kind of keeps them in every game well well my head right my head says a defensive line that had 70 sacks in the regular season well defense had 70 sacks in the regular season a bunch of studs on the offensive line a good running game a top echelon receiver in aj brown uh Devontae smith it's just like, yeah. But then there's the Mahomes factor where you're like, but it's Patrick Mahomes. But to your point, he's not thrown to Hill. He's thrown to Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. They got a McKinnon who's been banged up, but he's played very well for them this year. You know, in his uh, time in San Francisco banged up. Pa- Pacheco, a seventh-round pick. But the one thing that's going to be interesting – and it hasn't been exposed yet, but the Chiefs run out a lot of youth on that defensive backfield. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, they do have a kind of a younger defensive squad. Yeah. And I'm going, I'm going through their uh, schedule here. Um, I mean, and you probably remember all these games. Um, what they were barely beat the, uh, the Broncos on yep. New Year's Day. Obviously, they handled their business against our Hawks. I don't know what happened that day. Had to yeah. go to OT back on December 18th to beat the Texans. 
beat the uh, beat the Broncos again on December 11th by a touchdown. Bengals beat them on December 4th. Barely beat the Chargers. Uh, they got a nice win over the Titans. They did beat the 49ers earlier this year, which was uh, – I don't know if 49ers were quite in their stride yet. No, I don't um, think they were. But – I don't know, man. I, I just don't see dominance down the stretch. And no. now with Mahomes not at 100%, he's not as mobile. Uh, I think these Eagles know it. They're going to be gunning for him, um, putting him under pressure a lot. And uh, I just think Jalen Hurts, honestly, is in some ways can be more dynamic than Mahomes. No, I don't think you're wrong. I mean – if Hurts wins, he'll be the first truly mobile quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Though I looked, the year the Hawks lost to the Patriots, I don't, I blacked out about that. But I think Russ ran for like 850 <laughs> yards that season. He would, you know, he would have maybe had that mantle. But yeah, Hurts is a fantastic player. I don't know why we got to bring down. You know, I heard, I heard something. I think I said it last week or two weeks ago to uh, on the pod, you know, hey, we have Mahomes. It was when Mahomes and Burrow were playing. We have Mahomes and we have Burrow. You don't have to pick a side. We can enjoy both of them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, but now, but you're saying, um, and I'm going to ask you this, like yeah. if the NFL is indeed rigged. Yeah. I mean, we start seeing these close calls, roughing the passers, go Kansas City's way. I mean, are we just like, okay, well, that's what they wanted. Well, I mean, maybe. I mean, let's let's be honest. Both quarterbacks are banged up, right? I mean, Hurts is having some shoulder issue. Mahomes, we don't know about his ankle. But with Hurts being a mobile quarterback, they're going to let him get hit a little more. And Mahomes... They don't want Mahomes going out. So any rough hit, I mean, to your point, any hit that looks close, that might be a 15-yard penalty. I don't want to go full right. tinfoil hat, but you might be on something the, there. But here's the thing, though, man. I think there are so many eyeballs now. I mean, you saw how viral NFL oh, yeah. rigged went after the AFC championship game on Twitter and everywhere. I mean, they were even talking about it on podcasts. I don't know if it made ESPN, but there's going to be so many eyes on the officiating that any close call, people are going to be like, oh, see, told you, NFL's rigged, NFL's rigged. So they got to be careful, man. I mean, if there really is some sort of shenanigans going on, like – they could get found out here because everybody's going to be looking for it. Well, and I think the biggest thing, everybody talks about the refereeing and all that stuff. They should just keep the highest rated crews. You know, they mismatch these crews and yeah, you know, you know this, I mean, you and I work together. There's stuff that you and I, you and I can have conversations without saying words, just based on funny things, you know, sense of humor and all that stuff, you know? Oh, for sure. You yeah, don't for sure. I mean, you don't think that's the same way with these refs. They can know what the other one's going to be thinking because they've refed on their squad for five years. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. So, and uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, we've seen it in the past. Like we've seen uh, Super Bowl XL. Yeah. Ref 
before that game comes out years later at a Seahawks training camp press conference and says and admits they made some calls did the outcome. Now, was it on purpose? Was it, you know, just mistakes? I mean, I don't think anybody's really going to know, but look, man, uh, with the rise of online sports betting, DraftKings, oh, yeah. all that stuff, hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars are being poured into these games for online betting. So it's hard to imagine that it's 100% clean. I, you know what? You're not wrong. And we both have been known to enjoy wrestling from time to time, and we know those referees. <laughs> right. So, exactly. Can't fool us. Well, Jordan, thank you for joining me. We're going to put you down for the Eagles. Um, like I said, my head says – my my heart says the Eagles, but my head's saying the Chiefs. So we'll uh, interesting. We'll have you back on soon, though, to talk about uh, you know the end of the season and what the Hawks might do with the draft. Looking forward to it, man, and uh, some Mariners too. Once the oh, training I- starts, definitely Mariners. Looking forward to it, man. Joining us. Again, it feels like I was just, just talking to you last week, Kevin Mendelson. It's Super Bowl week. How are you doing? Uh, you know, I, I'm getting a little more excited. You know, you get you get closer to the game and you, you feel like this is where you should start getting excited for it, even as a as a casual observer with, with no skin in the game. So, uh, you know, it's the last football game of the year and, and can't uh, – I guess, I guess it's the two number one seeds. You couldn't really script a better ending. Any big plans for the Super Bowl? You know, it all uh, all depends. If I can uh, if I can shake this bug that uh, that suddenly creeped its way into me, and it's not even Super Bowl fever, uh, you know, may uh, may have to go hang out with uh, with the host of my favorite podcast. Wow, wow! You you know Bill Simmons? I you know I I feel like as Boston fans we all know each other so uh yeah and, and on a metaphysical way I think we we've met. <laughs> uh, even though she started talking to so I apologize. Well, she didn't want to. She didn't want to make her excitement obvious. She wanted to kind of build the anticipation. I see. Yeah. <laughs> mentioned two number one seeds, um, the two best teams, I would say. Right? I mean, unless you ask Brandon Ayuk, <laughs> or Christian McCaffrey, or you know, just about anybody that that was in games against them. It's, you know, statistically the two best teams in the league. I think what they both had the same record, same points, you know, you don't really get that very often. So it's a pretty evenly matched game in that sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were joking about Ayuk, but I mean, he was saying he thinks the chiefs are going to smash him and the Eagles. I mean, this podcast, as you know, we're very anti 49ers, you know, it's not a, yeah. not a Niners fans, but <laughs> those are just dumb comments. Like, again, it goes to the point you were blocking one of the 
in the league, league or currently one of the best pass rushers, Hassan Reddick with a backup tight end, and he knocked your quarterback out of the game. You were you were defender. You were protecting your third string rookie last pick in the draft quarterback with a backup tight end against Hassan Reddick. I think that kind of spoke to the level of desperation that Kyle Shanahan had reached, and he hadn't even gotten a lead to blow yet. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it, it, oh, that, we won't go down that rabbit hole. We did last week. I know, I know. I, I'm not taking the bait, Kevin. Actually, let's talk about it. Happy anniversary to Kyle Shanahan blowing a 28-3 to lead. I mean, granted, it was a few days ago, but a great anniversary for all who celebrate. You know, it's it's funny. You watch back as Super Bowl week really gets started, and the and the NFL Network is showing all these classic games, and and they'll they'll highlight the teams that are actually in the game. So, uh, you know, I had one night of just complete sadness of having to relive uh, Super Bowl Fifty Two and Malcolm Butler Butler not playing. But then the very next night, it was it was Fifty Four where the 49ers had a 10 point lead with about six minutes left against Patrick Mahomes and found a way to blow it. So uh, Kyle Shanahan just really has to hate Super Bowl week because he's always reminded of what could have been if he would have, you know, called some better plays or drawn something better up or run the ball more than, than five times in a quarter. Yes. No, you're not wrong. And I almost nuked that segment. You (laughs) You said an inappropriate phrase that we don't use on this podcast. Mal, Mal, I'm not even going to say it. Uh, Mal, Malcolm. Inappropriate inappropriate language on this podcast. (laughs) I keep forgetting this is a family. This is a family program. I I apologize. I, you know, I just I see that's the Super Bowl fever kicking up. I see. I see. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll talk to the producer. She's not going to be happy with you. But yeah, just hit that bleep button. Uh. Jordan and I were talking earlier uh, about, you know, just kind of dumb comments about uh, Chris Sims. You know, you've seen this stuff about he's he's pretty much anti Jalen Hurts. Have you seen some of his comments? I mean, just in general, I've heard Chris Sims talk and realized that I don't want to do that if I could help it. Uh, the guy is a walking hot take machine, and most of his his hot takes are incredibly wrong. Well, it's kind of funny. The Hurts thing is kind of a double whammy because, one, you know he's mad because his boy, Shanny, lost to Hurts last week. But, you know, he was saying, he was saying, oh, you know, being the quarterback for the Eagles is one of the easier quarterback jobs in the league right now. But, you know, um, if you have a defense that was just – I mean, the Niners' defense, after games they won, the team would lose the next week. I mean, with the exception of the playoffs. They, they, they finished that, like, last 13, 14 games. Every team that played, you know, dropped the game the next week, if I remember correctly. Uh, so, you had a nasty defense – and you had playmakers on offense in McCaffrey, uh, Kittle, Debo Samuel. You would think that anybody could play quarterback there, but Josh Johnson surely couldn't uh, step in to one of the <laughs> probably easier jobs. That was my point to Jordan. Yeah, no, uh, he, he was definitely thrown into the most unenviable situation of possibly all time, but 
yeah, you, you said it. It's a situation that's supposed to be as easy as just, okay, well, you're here, throw the ball. And he didn't play terribly. You know, he had the the one really bad fumble uh, right before the half when it was 14-7. You figure, okay, you go in, you know, down seven, maybe drive, get three. It's a, it's a close game, but that fumble blew it, blew the whole thing up, and then he gets concussed in the third quarter, and, and that's game over. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I mean, I I don't appreciate the Hurts slander, though. I mean, Hurts is a very mm-hmm. good quarterback, uh, as Jordan and I were talking about. Kind of reminds me of Russell Wilson in the sense of dropped in on a rookie deal. Quarterback. You have a good offensive line and a very good defense. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'll we'll see. Uh, now, the real question for you is. Who do you pick in this game? And I'm going to set it up a little bit. You're from Kansas City, but you mm-hmm. despise the Chiefs. <laughs> the Eagles, um, you mentioned just a few minutes ago that you're disappointed about Super Bowl. Who won Super Bowl 52? Uh, that would have been the uh, the referees that still couldn't figure out what a catch was. Oh, I see. Yeah, just special for you. Uh, a Philly special, if you will. But the Eagles. That's it. I, but, you know, it was awesome being here. I'm going to go. Thanks, Tim. Oh, no. They, no, all right. <laughs> Thanks, no, Starman. We got him. I got to relieve. No, but what does w- with those competing ideologies? It, it'd be kind of like for me watching like a a Niners Patriots Super Bowl, right? Or a Niners Steelers Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. I'd want both lose. Is that what you're feeling like? I, I do kind of echo Christian McCaffrey's statements. Uh, you know, it's one of those I hope everybody loses and has a terrible time games. You know, it's it's funny. The city of Philadelphia in the past, what, when was the World Series? October. In the past four months has now had a team go to the World Series. Yeah. They had the, the Philadelphia Union go to MLS Cup. And now they've got the Eagles in the Super Bowl. So that's three teams in their in their respective leagues championships, and as much as I you know, as much as I enjoy you know kind of rubbing salt in wounds here, what what would suck more than watching three teams that you love get to a championship and lose all three of them? I mean, maybe your favorite base- <laughs> your favorite baseball team being the only baseball team to ever make a World Series. I mean, yeah, no, you guys uh, see. Here's the thing, there though. This could be like this. This no, would I, be like the Sounders getting there. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just being so lovely. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, boy. So you you are. Am I going to guess from your prediction? You're going to go with the magic of Pat Mahomes. Well, here's the other side of that argument: is watching any sports talk shows listening to anything all week you know really leading up to this game it's been oh if he gets if if the chiefs win this win this super bowl now we put mahomes into that that goat conversation at two like people weren't even close to bringing that up with some guy named brady until he had at least three so i don't i mean i i I guess the two mvps that helps but He's not there yet. I I don't think. I may be biased. Well, no. Uh, before you were on, you must have been listening to me and Jordan. I said, 
gets this title, it kind of puts him in the next tier with the Rodgers, with the Manning, with the um, – yeah, I mean, just really Rodgers and Manning, right? Mm-hmm. And Montana. Yeah. And Montana. Right. Like, uh, so – but, yeah. Mahomes. Realistically, I mean, <laughs> Mahomes has to get the five – titles before he can even really enter the conversation with with Brady I would think at this point well and he's, he's three and two like uh, I get it the the five straight AFC championships at home it is it, it absolutely is an incredible feat uh he's three and two in those games and we just we kind of talked about this last week some questionable calls away from being possibly two and three at home but he's three and two. He's got a he's got a sub or a, above five hundred records in conference championships. He could be two and one in Super Bowls. He could also end up as one and two in Super Bowls. And he really hasn't played well in his first two. He won an MVP, but he was also he also had more picks than touchdowns. Yes, he had a touchdown run against San Francisco, but and and the big plays down the stretch. But arguments could be made that you know somebody else should have won the MVP in that Super Bowl, but. You know, that's a whole other argument. So I don't know if we'd really call this a legacy game. I mean, the guy's 27. He's just finished his fifth year as a starter. He's got plenty of time, especially now winning a second MVP. It's just, I, yeah, the hyperbole and, and living in the momentness really needs to take a step back a little bit, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you on that. I mean, obviously, I mean, the two best. Uh, but again, it just goes also to show it's just completely different eras too. I mean, it's so dumb to compare eras as for sure as uh, you know, as Montana will let you know, you know, what's kind of wild about Brady's second Super Bowl win. He wasn't even a pro bowler that year, but he finished third in the MVP voting. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> None of it makes any sense, and I guess it's not supposed to. Yeah, I mean, Pro Bowl obviously now has been devalued as much. But, yeah, I mean, even taking away the Pro Bowls, only three All-Pros for Brady, which is kind of wild when you think about it. Seven Super Bowls, three AP MVPs, three Pro Football Writers Association MVPs, five Super Bowl MVPs, Hall of Fame All-2000s teams, Hall of Fame All-2010 team. Yeah. I mean, two-time offensive player of the year. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot that I mean, this this decade's still pretty relatively new, but uh I mean, Mahomes <laughs> he's got a lot of work to do. I mean, granted, yeah. He has two all-pros. I think that must be what people but I mean, literally has to do six more Super Bowls, one more all-pro four more Super Bowl MVPs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it is. So, um, you know, it's I, I really have been going back and forth on all, all week with it where, you know, both teams can get after the quarterback. Uh, they, Philly was number one, Kansas City two in, in, uh, in sacks this year. Um, you know, Mahomes is coming in. You don't – no one knows what the ankle is going to look like. I don't even think he's on the injury report. So it's oh he is he's on a I mean he's full participation with the, with the ankle injury but you know you, you 
take one weird step and things could go sideways in a, in a hurry. Oh yeah. Um, you know, hurts with the shoulder injury. No one really knows what that's like. And their offensive lines banged up. They've got, you know, Lane Johnson holding his groin together with, uh, you know, duct tape and, and bailing wire. Who knows? It's, it's just, you know, no one really knows. I think I would be, I think if I'm going on the record here, I am going to have to, to go with, uh, with clearly the media anointed new greatest of all time. I think, uh, I think the Chiefs do win. Uh, it's going to be a, you know, going to be a shootout type game. I would say like a 31, 27 type score. Um, but yeah, I, I do think, uh, I do think the Chiefs win. Well, as I told others, my head would say, wait, I can't remember. I keep messing it up. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just if you look at the numbers, right how the offense is playing, how the defense is played, uh, who the quarterback's throwing to, a more veteran defense. You know, the defensive backfield of the Chiefs is super young. Mm-hmm. Then I would go the Eagles. But, you know, in your your heart, your heart says you can't go against Mahomes, though, can you? It's a uh, – Yeah, especially as he just won MVP. The I think the MVP of the league hasn't won – uh, hasn't been on the winning Super Bowl team since like 1999, when uh, when Kurt Warner did it. So I think at this point the league is desperate to to get the MVP a title. Uh, Brady couldn't do it the couple times he was there. Manning couldn't do it. Rodgers wasn't MVP yet. He got it the next year when when Green Bay won it. So I, I think uh, yeah, I think it's this is this is going to be end up being the year that the the streak is broken. Well. Yeah, Jordan and I were talking about that as well earlier about, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, with Hurts uh, being a running quarterback, mm. he's drilled and they're not going to say anything. Mahomes, when he gets drilled, there might be some, there could be some suspicious flags. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, as someone that's that's watched enough Chiefs games and, and, Watched Mahomes throw a throw a timely interception, only to have an even more timely uh, holding call bail him out or something. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Now, let's let's move on to the Hall of Fame being announced today. I want to tell you this, producer Stormy. I had to cut off her mic. She wanted <laughs> to bring up questionable calls in conference championship games, and she said. She said the tuck rule. I don't know what that means, but I assume that's very upsetting. Uh, that is a uh, that is a call that was on the the uh, the NFL rule book in two thousand one, and I think uh, I think producer Storm may have made a mistake on this one. Well, she wasn't alive, okay? So, yeah. <laughs> so don't uh, don't hold that against her. So Hall of Fame today uh, announced. Um, well, one let's six six uh, modern player players and was it three or four veterans committee guys get in? Um, yeah, I think it was uh, four. Yeah, four. Yeah, including I think a coach and three players. Well, I think mm-hmm. they tried. Uh, coach Don Coriel ties to the University of Washington, so he should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know. It took so long, <laughs> but no, changing the game with his passing attack, obviously. Um, 
my real question to you, do you think there's too many Hall of Famers in each year? Like, the NFL always gets six guys in. Is that too many each year? Well, when you compare it to something like the Baseball Hall of Fame, and I think you get, what, one this year? Yeah. <laughs> I think we had we had one Baseball Hall of Famer selected and maybe, like, uh, two or three from the from the Veterans Committee or the the Writers Committee or however they they do that for for baseball. Um, yeah, I, I think five or six a year. It, it's really kind of watering down a little bit. Um, some of the the stature, and that's as as we get into this era of everyone can watch each other's games. Social media highlights everything immediately available. It, it does get a lot harder to separate the the classic argument of the hall of very good from the hall of fame. And, you know, uh, Joe Thomas, obviously a, a terrific guard. You don't see a whole lot of linemen, especially nowadays getting, getting in uh, Darrell Rebus, very deserving. He was, you know, the Rebus Island was a thing for a reason. And, and he was absolutely deserving to Marcus Ware, fantastic linebacker. Zach Thomas was a great middle linebacker. I think he got a lot more, a lot more run because he was a kind of undersized guy. Yeah, that that, that made it big. Um, Rondé Barber, I never really saw as a Hall of Fame caliber guy. He was part of those those great Tampa defenses in the early two thousands. I didn't really, you know, uh, and I'm probably completely off on this, but I didn't think he really had the the Hall of Fame numbers. But yeah, I mean, you start getting five or six guys a year, and you're going to have to really start expanding those those wings of the Hall of Fame as, as the on offense as the numbers start getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Defense numbers are going to get bigger on their side as well because of the the offensive stats. So it, it's going to start getting really hard to separate everything out. Yeah, I mean it's tough, right? Because I mean, as we were talking about uh, before we started recording. Uh, Joe Klecko gets in, and he had a monster 1981 All-Pro. I think he had another All-Pro year. Two All-Pros, Defensive Player of the Year. And he finished with, you know, I think it was 76 or 86. I can't remember. A high number of sacks. But (laughs) they're looking at numbers like contemporaries, Ted Washington, Vince Wilfork. I mean, there are guys that had probably better careers than he did Kevin Williams that aren't in the hall of fame. Mm. So it's just kind of a, to your point about Barber. Yeah. I mean, does playing with good players, does that hurt you or help your case? Right. I mean, cause yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's kind of the sum of all parts or is, you know, was he, it, was he outstanding enough in his era uh, to to warrant it, and I, you know, he played with John Lynch, who's in the Hall of Fame. He played with Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, guys who are in the Hall of Fame. It's like, you know, it, it's just kind of one of those. Okay, were you historically great at your position on your own, or was it because of the sum of your parts? Well, and and you brought up an interesting one uh, when we were talking about the defensive backs and who's close, and we were talking about. Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas and having both of us worked on uh, the Seahawks broadcasts 
uh, during the kind of the early days of the Legion of Boom. Mm-hmm. Earl Thomas was the sta- straw that stirred the drink on the on that defensive backfield. I mean, just yeah, he yeah. Oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, no, I think I was probably about to make the same point you were getting ready to, so I will let you do that. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, the amount of field that that guy could cover allowed Sherman to play like he did and had a revolving door of Brandon Browner and uh, Byron Maxwell and others to be very successful on the other side as well. Yeah, you saw a lot of guys from that from that secondary. They would go and get, and, you know, get that, that – big deal on the next team and then you'd have Earl and you'd have Cam Chancellor back in and you know as the safeties cleaning everything up or, or really keeping things in front of him you didn't see a whole lot of you know really long pass plays against the against that defense even when it was young or unknown guys because those two would would be there to to kind of keep things keep things in front of them yeah I mean, Cam won't get in the Hall of Fame because the career was too short and he doesn't really have the bona fides, but he was the heart and soul. And mm-hmm. you had, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. if if I, I mean, I think both sure. Earl will be one of these veterans guys that in the 2000 and, uh, you know, 58 version of course. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe they put well no, no, it'll be a young kid saying, I can't believe they put Earl Thomas in and then you and I will be like <laughs> There's a there's a different era. You weren't there, you didn't yeah. watch them. What do you know, you young punks? Yeah. Turn yeah. your music down. Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback we ever saw. Him with his ten Super Bowls. No, just kidding. Oh no, don't start with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh but no, but yeah, it, it's it's interesting. Uh, the Zach Thomas one is definitely interesting, but uh, also, I mean, this is a this is a conversation for another podcast. But the Hall of Fames, when they started, they let way too many people. I like baseball is just littered with guys, and if you look at the early days of the NFL Hall of Fame, like there were a lot of good Steelers and a lot of good Packers and stuff, but like you know, there were guys on other teams too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of what this Chuck Howley is in. He had five All Pros, which is great. One Super Bowl uh, championship and one Super Bowl MVP, and it's like, okay, you know, that's pretty good. Well, and and looking at who wasn't picked this year, you know, Devin Hester may get his. It's probably going to get his time. Uh, Dwight Freeney somehow not uh, not a Hall of Famer yet. I mean, I guess it was what his first or second year. Freeney was a guy, especially those early, you know, early to mid two thousands Colts teams. That was the guy that no one could block. Dude was a monster. Um, Jared Allen, another one of those, you know, one of those guys that it's like, wait a minute, how great is he? Especially when he was lining up, you know, with the Williams brothers in in Minnesota for those years. Yeah, that's fair. All guys, and I mean, I know you're. <laughs> I feel like there's there's going to be a little disagreement here on your side, but. Maybe Patrick Willis gets a nod over uh, over Zach Thomas. Oh no, I I, I mean I, I will I will destroy the <laughs> Willis Willis to me was a lot more. I mean Willis was Willis was nasty. Willis, mm. I mean Zach Thomas is nasty too. But like I would have put Willis in over uh, 
Yeah. I mean, I, I just, it, yeah, it's, I don't even know. I don't even know. Cause I mean, you've got, like you said, Hester, Tory Holt, Andre Johnson, uh, Reggie Wayne. That is I mean, uh Patriots preseason legend, Reggie Wayne. There you go. But uh, yeah, yeah, but, but like Andre Johnson, that dude was basically on an expansion team. Well, I, he wasn't there the first year, but he showed up. And that guy was putting numbers with David Carr throwing him the ball. Yeah, for, for multiple years, he was he was the only weapon that, that Houston really had. I mean, what they have, I don't know if they got the back end of David Johnson's career. So like Arian Foster, he had a few good years there and took a little bit of the heat off of off of Andre. But yeah, that was that was Andre Johnson's team for over ten years. Yeah. Like that guy. That guy was a stud. And so, you know, you just wonder, like, I mean, I mean, and Holt, Holt and Wayne probably had better careers than he did, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, all three of those guys should be in the Hall of Fame if you're, I mean, if you're really. But then are we like, again, to your point, are you letting too many people in the Hall of Fame? Right. You know, but <laughs> what do I know, Kevin? I'm just a... I'm just your favorite podcast host, not named Bill Simmons. That's right. Wow. Well, Kevin, maybe we'll see you this weekend. Maybe we won't, but get well. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to take all the cold medicine I can find in this house and even some from the neighbors if I have to steal it. Wow. Not just sugar. No, that's right. Continuing on with the super big bowl game preview. Uh, You've been referenced as a Seahawks propagandist in the past. Tony Downs, how are you doing today? I'm good, Tim. How are you? Happy Friday. I'm great. Hey, happy Friday. Yes, sir. Um, Yeah, well, uh, two days away from the Super Bowl. Do you have any big plans for the Super Bowl? No, just kind of keeping it low key. Uh, My daughter is a little under the weather this weekend. Um, As a kindergartner, I feel like she's picked up every single bug that that school um has uh in incubating over there uh so she's uh she's got a little bit of a fever so we're just going to keep it pretty pretty low-key this weekend Boo. well sorry to hear that um when i was talking to jordan uh he's in texas uh and you know it's 3 30 kickoff here 2 30 for him 6 30 for you have you have you adjusted to these evening Super Bowls. Granted, I know it's been, what, about a decade since you've moved from Washington. <laughs> Not quite that long since I've been on the West Coast. I, and I've lived in, you know, all three of those aforementioned times. And I think that Jordan, that central time, had the sweet spot. I think that was actually the best one. It was an hour behind the East Coast. Um, but uh, <clears throat> uh, that central time zone. But I, I have um, it does make the night games a little bit trickier. Um, it, it, it does, uh, it does cut into 60 minutes every, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get the local news right away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like I've, I've, I've adjusted to it. It's, it, it makes the day feel longer, if that makes sense, especially Super Bowl Sunday, you know, like, cause I mean, there's so much pregame. And they yeah. really go into the minutia of every single aspect of, you know, 
who designed the field and the, how many, you know, what sort, sort of grass was used. And that's usually like at that 10 a.m. slot as it gets closer and closer to, uh, to the game. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's all right. You know, you, you, uh, it is what it is, but there are those times where it's like, especially like during the regular season, the fact that like Sunday night football was, uh, you know, done at eight thirty, and then you still felt like you could go about the rest of your, your evening, uh, is a little bit different than when it gets done at 1130 or like overtime for on a Monday night game, you know, and it's like after midnight and you're like, this is the best game ever, but I also, I'm going to feel it in the morning, you know? So yeah, yeah, that's what it is. yeah, no, that's so true. And yeah, it's, uh, well, and then with the age of your, uh, child, it's then cuts into bedtime too. So, I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah, we it's yeah, exactly. Like there's been a lot of uh first quarters that have been missed over the years, uh, for sure. Yeah, well, Super Bowl, we got the two one seeds, pretty uh similar all records and you know, all those things obviously. Since they're both one seeds. Uh how how are you feeling about the game? So I feel like it's going to be a good game. I think that both, I think that the teams are going to match up pretty evenly. I'm looking forward to watching these two play. I don't know how it's going to play out though. Like, I feel like they're they're so evenly matched. I looked at the lines. I feel like Vegas doesn't really, can't really get a read or one way or the other. Like there's not really too much action going on either team. Um, You've got a lot of, you know, storylines as far as like how, how hurt is Mahomes? Is Mahomes even hurt? Is the Eagles defense going to be able to do it? Is Sirianni as much of a gambler as he is and his ability to go for it on fourth down? Like, I feel like there's a lot of good things to watch in this game, but I can't really get a solid read. Uh, when, we, when we get to my pick, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that. But, like, that's really kind of how I feel. Is like I really hope that it is as good of a game as it has the potential to be because I feel like these teams will match up pretty well. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting, right? I mean, they both have good quarterbacks. They both have, you know, not the most uh, name brand running backs, but the running backs get the job done. Um, mm-hmm. Offensive lines that keep the quarterbacks upright. Defensive lines that pressure the quarterback. You know, it's just, like you said, a lot of, a lot of evenly match up, matches. The one matchup that I think Philly's got to exploit is – going after those young cornerbacks, defensive backs, you know, I mean, there's mm-hmm. a few rookies starting and second year guys back there for KC. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, like, that's the thing is it, I, it, I feel like it could be a, a really good game, you know, going back and forth. And I don't feel like the pendulum is going to swing so far in, in either team's favor. And, you know, just because I feel like the Eagles have a really good defense, um, obviously, uh, the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes and that offense, and I, you know, uh, Jalen Hurts is solid quarterback, very mobile. I, yeah, I just really do feel like it could be the potential for a really good game. Um, I feel like I just jinxed us uh, by saying that, but I do feel like it. If it it's going to be, I'm hope I'm hoping for a watch, a watchable Super Bowl because I don't really have a dog in that fight. Like both those teams don't really mean too much to me in any way shape or form so I, i'm just hoping for a good game yeah you know they've been they've been pretty watchable i mean i remember when we were younger you'd get those just like the niners just curb stomping uh the uh chargers you know you, you, you haven't right. had 
those too often. Um, had uh, Cody on talking about games, and uh, of course, we didn't record it, so we talked for thirty minutes and never, <laughs> never, never saw that day. So I brought him back on. But one one question he asked me, you know, you're talking about it being a great Super Bowl, and he had he had asked me, you take the Seahawks games out of it, the Super Seahawks Super Bowls out of it. What's the most memorable Super Bowl for you in re, in recent memory, or just ever? I guess not necessarily recent memory. I mean, I feel like the Giants beating up on the Patriots both times, you know, stands out. I think there was that uh, that first time that the Giants beat. I want to say they beat the Pats, right? It was like, and it was yeah, yeah, the the helmet seventeen, the David Tyree catch, right? Yeah, and and I and I wanted to, you know, not misremember that it was the Patriots, but I think everybody had the Patriots favored. Um, I won. Oh, they're undefeated. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just shows how memorable it was to me. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm on dad brain. Uh, <laughs> Why? Well, I... You know. Um, but yes, exactly. Like the, I remember the I remember the David Tyree catch. I remember how favored they were. The fact that the the narrative was that the Patriots were were undefeated going into into that game and and that upset I think is is pretty memorable. Um, yeah, and then uh, like all you know. I think all the Seahawks ones are, are, are pretty memorable yeah, as well. Oh, yeah. But I, uh, the twenty-eight to three—that one's pretty memorable. That one stands out. Uh, the the aforementioned Patriots coming back uh, and beating the Falcons. Um, and I don't know what happened. Uh, you know where? How many uh, fingers are left on that monkey's paw? But I feel like that's uh, definitely uh, <laughs> like plagued Shanahan uh you know in every decision that he's made subsequently like you know being able to put together a team and just never get uh past uh yeah let's get past that that that, that's a yeah that is very interesting I was uh uh one that I had mentioned to Cody I mean you hit you hit the 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 big ones obviously uh the was I guess the 99 Super Bowl yes the 99 season, so the 2000 Super Bowl, the Rams and the Titans with mm-hmm. uh, the tackle at the one-yard line, right? Dyson, Mike Jones stopping Dyson before you get to the end zone. That one also very much uh, sticks out in my mind as one. Mm-hmm. But, but then, you, you know, you were talking about good Super Bowls. There haven't been too many bad Super Bowls, except I want to say – wasn't that Patriots Rams a couple of years ago, like seven to three? I remember it was a very bad game. It might not have been that bad. Um, you know, I don't remember that. It was 13 to three, 13 to three. Yeah. But it was three, three heading into the fourth quarter. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then there was the, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying. Yeah, this yeah. isn't good. Uh, this isn't a good podcast. But I'm well, trying. no, 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 no. Hey, hey, yes, and yes, and right. Yeah, no. But that one, I'm trying no, to. That yeah, one, absolutely. I mean, three three going in the fourth quarter. If I remember that game, it was the game that uh, Goff couldn't. Um, Goff. Yeah, I mean, I mean that was. Yeah. Just shut him down. Yeah, sorry. That was the one where what Bel- Belichick just basically just you know Jedi mind tricked Sean McVay for the entire game, and it was yeah. uh, yes. relatively That's, low scoring. Yeah, yeah, 
And, and uh, two years ago, also, 31 to 9. I don't really remember that uh, Super Bowl at all. I mean, it was the, the COVID Super Bowl. The Chiefs only scored three points in each of the first three quarters. No touchdowns for the Chiefs. I really don't remember that. So, yeah, there have been that some one's... Yeah, yeah, I guess if you're in the modern era in the 21st century, I feel like, but you're right. Like it, once, I think once, once the 2000s hit, parody got a lot better. Overall, I feel like most of the games have been, you know, uh, quasi watchable. And unless you were a Seattle Seahawks fan, <clears throat> when <laughs> Seattle beat, beat the Broncos uh, 43 to eight, I'm pretty sure that was a, uh, uh, a real, uh, a real winner oh, yeah. for <laughs> yeah, that's a great through. point. That's a great point. I kind of like, I'm like, I can't think of the last stinker, and I'm sitting here crapping on that Niners Chargers game, and I'm like, oh yeah, we, yeah, the, the 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 one our favorite team cashed in was the was the stinker. Yeah, I was loving every minute of it, of it but I mean, it was basically like rooting for the Harlem Globetrotters versus <laughs> yeah. the Washington Generals after right, right after Percy Harvin ran it back it was everybody else was basically like oh well i gotta go beat traffic you know uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's funny yeah my coworker and i were talking about that uh just how uh that that kick return you know just that oh that just sealed it and like you said beat traffic i mean the game was only they're only 12 seconds into the third quarter and it was over right yeah so. that, that's awesome so we, I guess we get to the big question. Eagles, one and a half point favorites. Uh, you talk about an evenly matched game. Um, well, I'll give you, I'll give you a little bit. Uh, Jordan and I were doing some conspiracy theory talks. Uh, he, mm -hmm. it, we, we talked about the Cody asked me the X factor, and I said, Well, Jordan and I talked about the refs being the X factor. Do you? Do you see anything? Uh, hopefully, you have a tin, some tin foil you can put on your head with me right now. Um, <laughs> do you see any? Uh, I mean, I guess narrative building per se that maybe they want to get Reed a second Super Bowl or uh, Mahomes a second Super Bowl so he can get close to that uh, conversation. Not Brady yet, but I mean, Mahomes gets a so second Super Bowl. So we're 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 putting on our tinfoil hats. We're building yeah. a narrative. What is what would be the best? What would be in the best interest of the league? I think that as you have Brady retiring, uh, Aaron Rodgers losing his marbles, uh, and uh, <laughs> I don't a black. What is it? A blackout retreat? What he's doing? He's he's going in a, a blackout retreat or whatever. Which I. You know, I, I, I guess, yeah, exactly. Like, I guess the only thing would be like, can't you put like a nightlight by the toilet? Just to at least like, um, give you something like uh century deprivation tank wasn't enough. I got to block out my whole house uh, and, uh, you know, come from that. And then that's going to determine where I go to um, play next year. Uh, so he's uh, he's got a lot going on. Um, so as far as like elevating that, those superstars, uh, I think that you would need to have a Patrick Mahomes with a building a legacy, uh, getting another Super Bowl ring, getting Andy Reid another Super Bowl ring. I think it, 
the narrative, the conspiracy theorists would, the league would want that more than giving Jalen Hurts and, and Nick Sirianni. Like, I don't think that the, anybody's thinking that the Eagles are like over there building a dynasty in the same way that they look at the Chiefs yeah. in that way. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah and yeah. It, it is uh, the, I, the Chiefs win that, that uh, speaking of narratives, that one where, you know, a quarterback can't be making more than 13% of the salary cap. Uh, like first time since Steve Young, Mahomes would break that. Even though if uh, our good friend Shanny would have called a few run plays, Matt Ryan would have broken that with the Falcons. But didn't happen, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So with all that being said, what is your pick for the game? So I think they say that defense wins Super Bowls. I think the defense is going to give. I think the defense is going to give Mahomes and Kelsey and everybody. I, I don't think they're going to be able to kind of dink and dunk and, and rely on Kelsey in the way that they would normally. I think the front four is going to be able to put pressure on him. I don't know how healthy he is. Therefore, I am going to reluctantly, begrudgingly, I guess, pick the Eagles. Um, but subsequently, uh, I'm looking at a tally uh, from Miss Ross's uh, kindergarten class, and the uh, the kindergartners have uh, also picked the Eagles uh, 15 to four uh, as far as uh, who they think is going to win. So I think that I'm in good uh, I'm in good company uh, between my daughter's kindergarten class and uh, the uh, small amount of ESPN that I've consumed this week. Uh, I'm going to pick the Eagles. But uh, do, do you know for sure that your daughter picked the Eagles, though? I did because I asked her today. I said I'm doing I'm doing a podcast with uh, with Tim. So who do you, who do you think I should pick? And she said the Eagles. Okay. So, and then she took then she grabbed my phone and then went into DraftKings and. Uh, <laughs> and um, oh wow! Wow. Yeah, she's, yeah exactly. She's she's learning yeah. young, man. That's great. Yeah, that's exactly. Great. She's like, "Don't worry, Daddy. I'm just betting the money line. Like you'll you'll be fine." Um, (laughs) it's just the mortgage on the house dad right exactly yeah exactly yeah (laughs) Uh, well i'm right there with you i think that my my head says the eagles my heart though says don't bet against mahomes but he's a little wounded they're very vague i know apparently he wasn't on the injury report today but there's just all this gamesmanship you know uh but you have a very good offensive line, and and Hertz is a little banged up too. But a good offensive line and a good defensive line. That I mean, the Eagles had seventy sacks this year. That's insane. Right. Exactly. And I think that that is going to be a disruptor, and could affect more than giving up the the big you know go ball. Um, I don't think they're going to have that opportunity to be able to to get that open, to be able to kind of do that in the same way that they were able to come back against the the aforementioned 49ers when um, I can't remember the the name of that play that they ran, but. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. What was it? Uh, yeah, I'm blanking on it too, but yeah. It feels like it's like a Hornet or B or something. Yeah. Like there was something related to like a stinger or a go route. And then the fact that he, you know, was able to get that wide open. I don't think that they're going to, have those kinds of explosive plays. I don't think they're going to have the time um, to, to be able to do that. So that's my, no, and, but we'll find out Sunday. Yeah, exactly. That do. And, you know, it's not Tyree kill catching passes. It's Juju Smith Schuster and 
Marquez Valdez Scantling. Now, nothing against those two gentlemen, but <laughs> Tyreek Hill, they are not. Correct. So, that my, is correct. My final question for you as we, uh, before we uh, end this wonderful interview with Tony Downs on Courts and Field. <laughs> you, you taking heads or tails on the coin flip? Oh, man. Oh, boy. Well, they're in Phoenix. So, yeah. no. Uh, so, you know, factoring in the curvature of the Earth, uh, proximity to the equator. Uh, well, it's a flat. Uh, it's, the Earth is flat, so I don't know what you mean, curvature. Oh, wait, oh that's sorry. Right. I, sorry, I, I, did, I forgot. I was still wearing my tinfoil hat. Sorry, what'd you say? Yeah, we're sorry. <laughs> Let me go back to Aaron Rodgers' website real fast. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go tails. I'm going to pick tails. I'll, okay. uh, I'll go. Well, Alex Jones will be coming up next, and I'll ask him his thoughts on that. But no, I'm 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 also with you on tails. Uh, Yeah. Well, Tony, thank you very much for joining me, and I hope I hope you and your child are both correct uh, with your prediction because that is my prediction as well. Well, there you have it. The multiverse or the courts and fields universe has spoken. It looks like it's going to be Philadelphia's the pick. Like I said, I'm torn. The head says Philly. The heart says KC. But I see what you're, I see what you're saying. Though you can't see words. Anyways, I can hear what you're saying. Let's go with that. I'm hedging, but no... Let's fly, Eagles, fly. We're going with Philadelphia. Sirianni wins. Greatest opening press conference. Talent takeover. We're going to install systems. Yeah, no thinking, talent takeover. Fly, Eagles, fly. Let's hope it's not a stinker like Tony and I talked about. Like those late 80s early 90s, mid 90s games, or as Tony pointed out, the Super Bowl 48, which was not a clunker by any means. Maybe it was, but who cares? It's the championship, the only professional championship I've seen in my lifetime of one of my favorite teams. But enough about me. I want to thank Cody. I want to thank Jordan. I want to thank Kevin. And I want to thank Tony. I'm Tim Kelly. This is Courts and Fields.